Okay. Um, so we're going to do, we're going to continue what we started with. We're going to do Shabbos Elevators, the Shabbos Elevator Part 2. Okay, so as follows. Last week, I think we ended off, Pachas Yeser, um, at the Machlekes between the two sides in, in how to look at a Shabbos Elevator, to be Mekel, to not be Mekel. We spoke about uh, Shlomo Zalman's, you know, school of thought and the people who followed him. We spoke about the Bnei Brak school of thought with Rav Vuzner and Rav Nissen Karelitz, etc. And I want to, A, peel back a layer, and, and B, maybe show us a little bit of precedent for some of the things. So just, before we start, Rav Zalman, we spoke last week, put out a sefer called Ma'iri Esh. He put it out when he was very, very young, and uh, it had all the inyan of electricity, and, and uh, you know, some groundbreaking stuff. Now, in 2009, somebody put out a sefer called Ma'iri Eish HaShalem. It's, it looks like the rest of Rishlam Zalman Svarim. It's published by the same Mechon that published Rishlam Zalman Svarim. But if you look inside the cover, you'll see that it's... it's uh, okay, we'll see what it says. But really the publisher is someone, Rav Zalman Menachem Koren. He's the one who put out the sefer. And he collect, what he did was basically he collected every article and every shtuklapari that Rishlam Zalman wrote throughout the years about, about electricity. Rishlam Zalman contributed to many contrasim and many kisveyes and etc. Together with Rishlam Zalman's notes at home on electricity. And he put it together into a brand new sefer called Ma'iri Yesh HaShalem. That was three volumes. It was like three times as long as the original Ma'iri Yesh. And in it he added some additional uh, footnotes and reworking and ha'aris and He did a lot more work in it than just putting Rishlam Zalman's Torah. And uh, in there, in 2009, which is significantly after, after Rishlam Zalman was nifter already, he revisits the Shabbos elevator and of course brings Rishon Zalman's Torah and he's making on Shabbos elevators. Now this, this printing of Ma'iri Shashalim stirred up a bit of controversy. In, in, uh, when, it was, when it came out, so in different uh, you know, cheveruses of the time, people wrote protests. So I printed out one to read from a little bit where someone writes Bikorat on the Sefer. He says, I was, uh, he says, I felt like I have to protest. He says, because I found... Uh, a sefer called Ma'iri Shashalim from Rishlam Zalman Orbach, and uh, he says, "Achain, uh, the sefer was put out in Tavshin Ayin, which is uh, which is uh, 2000, uh, 2010. Sefer Ma'iri Shashalim. It says, sefer on the binding of the sefer. Rashim Shama Machaber Morin Hagrushas Orbach Zatzal. It says the Machaber is Rishlam Zalman. V'chein b'fnim a sefer. It says Me'ais Harav Again Rishlam Zalman Orbach." says, uh, and imagine my surprise, imagine my surprise, I opened it up, and I see that uh, it's got all sorts of things that aren't from Rishon Zalman in there. And that he's by far not the only mechaber of said sefer. He says, uh, he says, it's true, it's true that Rishon Zalman once upon a time published a sefer called Ma'ir Yesh, when he was very young. Rishon Zalman never put out a sefer called Ma'iri Yishashalim. It doesn't exist. It's not his sefer. Eluhulikut mikam mekayris ma'amarim. Says etc. etc. And he says he says he says imagine he says he named entire lots menu imagine heyachayanira how would it seem heyanitva sefer chazanish ashalim someone would come out in 2010 and publish a sefer called chazanish ashalim meis rabenu avram yishai karel etzal ubayim look at them sefer gam teisefes shel shmuas. There's different quotes. Shishama plainly be plainly. So and so, or be so and so. That the Chazanish said such and such. Bishmoy v'chente sefes parashanot. Pesachim shleizet tamutachim. Says an explanations and biurim from the tamutachim underneath. Says imagine if I had published a sefer like that. He said you'd, you'd throw me out of a smedrish. He says that's not a sefer for Shem Zalman. How, how and why is this sefer walking around masquerading like Shem Zalman's sefer? 
Then he moves on after the general, you know, full frontal attack, and he says, in Befrat, there are several psakim in there that are clearly not oiskahaltim be mishnas abshalmazalman. And obviously, number one, ois aleph is malit shabbat. The elevator of Shabbos, he says, that is brought down in the Sefer is clearly not oiskahaltim alpir abshalmazalman's tyrus. He says, over here in this Sefer, and uh, this part I'll leave for a second, they rely on a specific set of heterim that Rishon was saying, and he says, I know I spoke to Rishon Orbach, and it's brought down in other Svarim, but Rishon Orbach said that the elevator that his father was talking about was a mechanical elevator, which was much more simple and easy to be makele with this method, but the sophisticated computerized elevators of today, my father would never have held like this about, is what Rishon Orbach told him. He says, and striking to see, the one psak, the one collected shmua that's neglected to be brought down in the Sefer is this one from Shmuel Abach. It says it's quoted in other svarim who collect, you know, uh, different uh, things from Paiskim. This Sefer neglects to bring it. But now, so the, in the rebuttal, the Mechaber of the Sefer, the next article in this, in this country is from the Mechaber of the Sefer who rebuts it and says that he was very good try to Rishon Zalman and he chas v'shalom didn't take anything. He wasn't moisif and megareya, anything that Rishon Zalman said or didn't say we only collected it. And only upon hearing from different people that certain things needed to be explained a little better because your average person couldn't understand what Shlomo Zalman was talking about in his shorthand, you know, home notes that he was writing for himself. So I added them, and it's in italics. You could tell what's mine and what's his. And, and then he defends the position of elevators, etc., etc. But the, the, this fight over the Maria Shashalim was in the shadow of that band, that psaq that we read from last week that was put out in B'nai Brak. And the shadow of that psaq that came out that said that, that it's unacceptable and that all the G'daylam signed on, that it shouldn't be allowed. So there was this machlekes about, how to put, about putting out the Sefer or not. Now, let's just go back a step. We, we didn't talk about this last week and I thought it's important to just figure out what exactly the basic uh, halacha part of the machlekes is between Rosham Zalman and the other place. So now, there's a din, the Gemara in Shabbos and Kovchaf says that if you have a candle that's open in a room near a door, you're not allowed to open the door in front of the candle because we're afraid the candle is going to go out. Now the Gemara brings him a chlikas. The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says like this. Um, a candle that's behind the door. You're allowed to open and close the door as you are. If it goes out, it goes out. Not your problem. Rav used to curse the person who did this. Because you hold like... like uh, because you hold like uh, Rabbi Yehuda, you curse anybody who holds like Rabbi Shimon, meaning it's a well-known machlaikis, if Enem is is Asr Mutter. So the Mandamur says that you're allowed to open the door and you don't have to worry about it, holds Enem is is Mutter. It's not a problem. You hold Enem is is Asr, so you hold it's Asr. But because you hold Enem is is Asr, you, you hold anybody else who says differently is Mamish Mufrach, it's, it's a well-standing machlaikis. So to which the Gemara responds, and this is a famous Yisoyed, no, if Shimon's that if something's a psikresha, something is, it's automatic, it's inherent, that from the action you do, the consequence will be a malacha, then it doesn't matter if you're machavin, you're not machavin, even if Shimon is maskim, that it's called, it's called the malacha Shabbos and you're also. And this is a very, you say this thing, a famous Gemara, which becomes very relevant to something like elevators or electricity or any circuit that you're closing, meaning in theory you could look at it. When I walk past an electric circuit and I trigger the electric circuit and therefore something happens. I made a mischaven. I didn't touch anything. I didn't look at anything. I didn't do anything. I had no intention to interact to close a circuit to create an electrical response. But Hayois the Gemara says that, that anything that's a psikresha, even if Shimon is maskim, is asr. So the din is kipshutai that al-kapanam that, rabbanon, uh, even if you don't have intention to do something, but if your action is clearly going to lead to the consequence in a direct manner, then it's asr anyhow. Now, the Gemara later on in Kufchaf, 
brings another concept. Gemara says as follows, the Darshans are from a Pasuk, it says as follows, the Gemara brings this in regard to a different din, but it's also another very primary relevant din to Shabbos, is that the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, you know, I'll do any Melacha on Shabbos, if you're only doing a grama, you're only causing a malacha to happen, that's allowed on Shabbos. So, this is what the Gemara says. Now, there's another Gemara about grama that just makes it a little more complicated. And that the Gemara, in the end of the third parak of Shabbos, in the end of Kira, the Gemara brings uh, another machlekes another about when grama is permitted and when grama is not permitted. Um, the Gemara brings as follows. I'm not going to read this Gemara, but, but the Gemara brings the Handlerai over there is about putting a cup full of water near a candle to catch the sparks. You have a candle that's throwing off some, like, you know, uh, some sparks, and you don't want them to catch on fire. So you're allowed to put a, a glass of water or just a plain plate around it. It's a mukta shayla. It's a putting out a kivu, uh, you know, machava shayla, putting it out. And the Gemara brings possibly a machlikis if Grama B'Shavas is us or not. Now, there's a big machlikis. We shine him, and it's very unclear to learn how to shtim these two Gemaras. Like, do we actually hold Grama's mutter always? Is Grama only mutter sometimes? Are there different kinds of Grama? So, it, it's a complicated nidin in the Gemara and the Rishayinim. And La Halacha and uh, the Mechaber Lamashal Paskins seems very clear. In Shin Lamedala, the Mechaber Paskins, that Grama B'Shavas is mutter. To which the Ramah says, Haga, the Makam Pseida. If it's a hefzid, you could, you could be saying like Ramah's mutter. On him, the Taz comes and says, eh, the Ramah's being machmer like a day yichida. It's really one day in the Mordechai, even if it's not such a pseidah. Comes along other paiskim, say no, the Ramah's not a day yichida. There's really a shiltagibarim that holds like that. So it's like a, a complicated layered machleik. It's exactly when and how much we could be saying on Shabbos Misham Grama. But I just, I just wanted to lay the groundwork. There's two Gemaras. There's kind of a stira. There seems to be different man the Amrim. But Al Kapanim does seem to be a din that Al Kapanim de Raisa, Grama's mother. Now, on this is what the core heter of Rabbi Zalman is based for the elevators. Rabbi Zalman has a famous tshuva in, in Mincha Shleimah, in his sefer, Mincha Shleimah Chelik Aleph, Tshuva Yud Aleph. He has Tshuva Yud. He has a shayla about opening refrigerators on Shabbos. Opening ovens, refrigerators, I think everyone's by counting the shayla. It's a famous shayla. Rabbi Zalman has some, some groundbreaking work. He's the He's the first one to say that even when the refrigerator is off, the engine is not on, and by opening it, you're going to cause the engine to go on to cool the refrigerator, still, you're allowed to open the refrigerator. And he has a long, arichas, many enough to, to, to make a, in, in, in enough vav, in ois vav, he even has a way, the chazanish, who holds electricity, is the rice that could be make etc. But a lot of what Rishon Mazalman is, is uh, basing his heterium for these electricity things are, and what was incorporated in the Shabbos elevators to try to fix the problem, was to create a matziv of grama, to create a situation where your direct activity doesn't lead to an outcome that's chil Shabbos. There's always an element of a step removed, meaning you're going to do something, it's going to close the circuit, and then in a randomized amount of time, something will go on. always look to create one step away, like a step of grama, in order to be more makel in these chil Shabbos house. Now, if you read from Tzomet, from the Mechon, so they have big arichasin in their form to explain from a technical standpoint how they incorporated grama into the elevators and how they made everything grama, etc. That was the, the, the core premise of Rosham Zalman's, uh, you know, workaround over here. Now, in the Ma'iriya Shashalim, the things that he brings is as follows. He brings a few interesting anecdotal stories from Rosham Zalman about the elevator. He says, uh, when the elevators came out and a Shabbos elevator became an option, Rosham Zalman told his, his, his son, Rabbi Ramdaiv, 
that it's incumbent on us to be Masadr, figure out exactly the way to, to make a Shabbos elevator and be Mefarsim the Heter. He says, why? Because your average person who's not too from is not going to not take an elevator on Shabbos. He's going to take an elevator on Shabbos. And if in his mind, by taking an elevator on Shabbos, he's being Mechal Shabbos, so okay, so, you know, so then I lost it already. And then I could be making like a cut a corner here, cut a corner here. I'm Savi say not Shashem or Shabbos. Meaning someone who lives on a high floor and is not going to be having Benisayin. He's going to say, listen, there's rabbis who say it's okay, I'm good. And then he hears that, no, it's Chil Shabbos Day Raisa. So, okay, fine, so I'm out. I'm not, that's like a guy who ate on a fast. I'm going to start fasting again, it's over, I'm done. So Meili says, Rishon Zalman said, it's very important that we come up with a, if, it, if there's a potential to be Mekel, we have to figure it out and be Mepharsim. He says, uh, personal story of Rishon Zalman was once in the hospital in 1963, in Hadassah Hospital, after having a surgery, Parsha Zachar. Rishon Zalman wanted to go here, Parsha Zachar, which is the Raisa, according to some Rishonim, and uh, Rishon Zalman and his son, who was of able body, who didn't just have a surgery, used the Shabbos elevator to go down and to go up in Hadassah Hospital, like a personal anecdote. And he has over here an anical ass of Rishon Zalman, uh, he asked Rishon Zalman, okay, good, I hear you had there, I hear the whole cheshbin, unvasimit the gefil, What's with the, you know, the gefil? It just doesn't feel right to do, to go on Shabbos elevators on Shabbos. Shem Zalman told him, I answered you, Mitzat Shuras Hadin. Gefil, I can't pass it on. There's no Hira Kavua on gefil. I can't tell you like a, a psak. You have to gefil like this. You have to gefil like that. I, I, can't, I can't explain that to you. Etc., etc. He brings many of these like uh, anecdotal stories, which is what triggered the, the, the Bikorit. You know, it's what triggered the people against the Sefer. They're like, this is not a Sefer. This is not a serious psak. You're bringing me. A Maisi heard from him, heard from him, he said, like, it's not, this is not the... Then in, in the next volume, you know, after the critique came in, so he brings what Rav Shlomo Zalman wrote in, in the Sefer Shmir Shabbos Kilchasa to explain his hetter for elevators. And it's a little bit cryptic. And uh, I'll read a few quickly just to say what it is and then we'll move on. But... Or I won't. I can't find the exact quote. But... Uh, Rosh Hashanah over there, you know, basically says that it's not a given that you're going to be causing a malacha to happen, and even even if it's even if your weight is causing the the electricity to increase, it's possible that at the same time in the mechanism something else let up, so it balances, and you're not actually causing any more electricity to be brought into the system. Quantum, it's not a psikresha, and then Rosh Hashanah says even if it's more likely that you are actually causing something, but it's only begrama. Rosh Hashanah is is noita with grama to be mekel now now. That in, in one of these letters that I have, I can't find it now, after the psaq came out from, from the Paiskim of Menebrach to be against Shabbos elevators, so there was a meeting in Rabbi Efrati's house, Moshe Mordechai Karp and Rabbi Efrati, and I forgot who the, there was like a few more Talmidim, you know, people who were close to Shem Zalman, and Rabbi Yitzhak Halpern, and they sat down to be done. Okay, Gerecht, we know now that a lot of the Gedele Paiskim say that it's Asr Behachlet, and you're not allowed to do it. Either Mishavodin the Chayil or Zilusa the Shabbat or even Medina, we understand that. But what Rishon Zalman's not here to respond. I think someone asked this last week. Rishon Zalman's not here to respond. What would Rishon Zalman hold? And they sat down and at the meeting they decided that Rishon Zalman would still hold of his hetter, based on how they understood Rishon Zalman's hetter and how they understood what the updated mechanics and what the updated technical situation was. Rishon Zalman would still hold of his hetter. Is what they, they these Paiskim, these young Paiskim at that point decided at that meeting. Now B'chalayfin. After all the halacha parts, so, so there's the zilusa the Shabbata part, right? There's the part of zilusa the Shabbata that, that, uh, that, you know, it's not Shabbistic. It's not Shabbistic. It doesn't feel Shabbistic. So I wanted to go into that Indian a little bit and show a little bit of the, some, some of the other times, you know, relatively recently that that came up. So now in the, in the, I guess, late 1700s, early 1800s, 
trains and trolleys and light rail became a thing in the, in the big urban areas in Europe, in the cities in Europe. And it was Negea to start traveling around a little bit so that if there was a chazin who would be in the, in the shul in Vienna on the other side of town, and you live over here, it could be Negea to go hear the chazin. If you just hop on a train, you buy a ticket before Shabbos, and uh, there's an Erev, let's say, and it's not out of the Trom because there's enough you know, houses near each other, and you just get on the train, you show the conductor your ticket, and invite the gang, and you get off by shul. Would that be permitted or would that be not permitted? Now, the first one to answer the Shaila, to be asked the Shaila, to answer the Shaila, is the Chsim Sefer. Now, the Chsim Sefer has a very, let's say, a very difficult time answering it. Sefer goes through Tchumen, he goes through Mokta, he goes through, you know, anything that should be relevant to answer it. He goes through, he, he shows you're allowed to travel on a boat on Shabbos, provided that you're not going to do any actual malacha, etc., so he has a very hard time answering it. To the end, he ends off with something very interesting. He ends off saying as follows. He says, there's a din, and this is very zilus of the Shabbat, he says as follows. There's a, he says, there's a difference between traveling on a boat on Shabbos and traveling on a train, he says. Tzarech Leimar, the Shani Yeshiva Svino, when you sit in a boat on Shabbos, you're traveling on a steamship on Shabbos, the Yoshev V'Shevis Kamei V'Chad You're sitting in your cabin, it's like your home in your house. You're not doing anything. You're sitting. You're having Shabbos in your, in your, in your cabin. The water is bringing you to where it brings you to. You're relaxing. Which is a, a train in, in whatever. You're not resting. You're bouncing around from here to there. Obviously a primitive coal-powered train was not a pleasant trip. It was, it was, it was crazy to be to Cholom that you could travel at 40 miles an hour across town. But it was far from comfortable. A Sudha you're not going to be able to make on the train. You're not going to be able to sit and fear Shabbos on the train. All you're doing is accomplishing your travel time on Shabbos. You're getting to where you need to go to on Shabbos. So he says, And according to the Ramban, he says it would even be in Isidei Raisa. And he uh, says it's certainly included in the Pasuk of Mtashiv Mishabbos Raglecha. Which is a very inclusive pasuk that includes pasuk in Yeshaya, where we learn a lot of different extra yisurim that are not included in the Lamatas Malachas come from this pasuk. He says Shabbos stick it certainly isn't. Mele says Ledaiti, it could even be asanis deraisa, but it's a very fascinating angle to come from. Like you can't you can't feel Shabbos stick over there. You're bumping around in a train. That's not Shabbos stick. Now. Other paiskim, after the Chsim Seifer, were more makel. Some Svardi paiskim, I think the, the um, maybe Rav Abdala Somech, who's a, a, a Zivchei Tzedek, is Rav Abdala Somech, Baghdadi paisik. I think Rav Adi might even have overlapped with him a tiny bit. He died like in the 1930s, and the Mishpat Yuziel from Ibn Sin Chayuziel, one of the first chief rabbis of Israel, the Svardi chief rabbis. So they were more makel. They said that as long as you're not doing, it's not operated by a Jew, and it's not going out of Tchumen, and there's no Mukta involved, then they don't see why there should be a problem to, to, you know, to travel on a train. It says if, but if it's in very Yiddish area where there could be like a Yishtaring Shabbos, then maybe not. But if you're traveling through Vienna and you want to go from one side to the other, that wouldn't be a problem. Now, the Gedele Paiskim from where we stam, from Europe, did not feel the same way. So the Gedele Paiskim, Rebbeis of Shaul, and the Beis Yitzchak, Rebbeis of Shmelkish, both, both uh, very strongly paskin that, paskin, that, that traveling on a train is Asar on Shabbos, 
for none other than the reason of Ovdun Dechayl and Zilusa the Shabbat. They felt that allowing people to travel on a train on Shabbos would be a tremendous pirza in Shabbos and would be a problem. The Reis Vashal writes, for example, V'mchas Vashal M'nater Zois no one will know what it means to have Shabbos. Meaning, if we're just going to allow regular transportation, travel around the town on a train on Shabbos, nobody's going to know. He says, Business won't end on Shabbos, so I'll just use Shabbos to be the travel time. Like, if I need to go to the market over here, so okay, so I know that Arab Shabbos, at time I could get on the train, I'll be there by Metzi Shabbos, and business continues. He says, because from this it's going to come, they'll just be matter every Malacha Shabbos. This, this ain't the ever safe. I cannot allow this. Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkish in his tshuva, he, he writes very similarly that uh, he says, Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkish holds, he says, Heshafti the Asr Misham electricity. says, Even if electricity is not Asr, even if you're not being given electricity over here, it's Zichar Ovdun Dechayl. And etc. etc. So these Gedele Paiskim all held that the travel on a train was Yilusa the Shabbat, was Ovdun Dechayl. It's not allowed. It breaks down the, the, you know, the, the parameters of Shabbos. Now, I found when I was looking through the train part, in the Chalkas Yaakov that has a chuva about trains, something very interesting that ties it to what we're talking about today. The Chalkas Yaakov in his chuva about trains, he writes, um, I don't know where it is here, but he writes as follows. He writes, he brings down the Beis Yitzchak and the Shailam Meshiv that say that trains are also because they're the and the Shabbat. And his, his chuva is about elevators, the Chalkas Yaakov. So Chalkas Yaakov is writing a chuva in the 50s or the 60s, about Shabbos elevators, a primitive form of Shabbos elevator. And he writes over there that Kayyidur, the Rebbeis of Shaul, and the Beis Yitzchak, Paskin, that traveling on a train on Shabbos is also Tzilus the Shabbat and Uvdan the He says, in Mali, if it's a vertical travel or it's horizontal travel. He says, an elevator is a train. Chagaziak says, an elevator is Mamash a train. It's the same thing. Mali, if I travel in this direction, I travel in this direction. Either way, I'm using some sort of electronic contraption, even though, granted, I'm not putting in Malacha myself to get me places where I can't get on a Shabbos on my own. So Mali, if I go this way, I go this way. It's the same Zilus of the Shabbat, it's the same Uvdun Dechayl, and Mali holds its Asr. Now, what do you say? Close the boat. So now to just to wrap up the, the how, how extreme this is, in Rebbe Nisan Karel, it's a safer on Chashmal, he brings, in the, in the footnotes there, they bring a psak from Shmuel Vosner, that when they were building the hospital, Mayne Yeshuas, in, in Bnei Brak, I guess, I don't know when that is exactly, they were building a new building, it was a tall building, and they wanted to put a Shabbos elevator, and they came to Rebozner to ask him if it's mutter or not. Rebozner told them that, no, put a re- regular elevator. Anybody who's allowed to use an elevator, it's a hospital, use a regular elevator. If you're not allowed to use an elevator, you're also not allowed to use a Shabbos elevator. Rebozner held that the Zilusa the Shabbat, it's better to use a regular elevator when it's mutter than to use a Shabbos elevator. He says, you're not mitigating the Yisurim, you're adding more Yisurim. Someone who's Pikuach Nefesh, so good, so use an elevator. You're allowed to use an elevator with Pikuach Nefesh. You tell me you're mitigating it by giving them a Shabbos elevator, you're not mitigating it. You're creating more Zilusa the Shabbat of everybody else. So the Mayne Yeshua's hospital, I think till today, does not have Shabbos elevators. They have regular elevators. If you're there for Pikuach Nefesh cause, knock yourself out. If you're there for not, the steps. That's, the, that's how Mayne Yeshua is based on Avozna's Psak, is, is uh, I think, still, still operating until today. So, so um, B'cholif, and I'm just showing that there's a lot of, of background and source to show that, uh, that um, Zilusa the Shabbat is a relevant reason to create a Psak, even if something would normally not be Asr. Now, I'll just say one more thing, I think with this I'll end. There's a, a famous Shaila about using, using umbrellas on Shabbos, right? And the Yehuda famously in a tshuva, 
in the Archaim Kama Chuvalamid and the Behuda writes that it's also the Raisa, I'll explain it. The Chsim Sefer in Chuvah and Aleph in Archaim writes that he doesn't see why the Nidbu the Otsas de Raisa. Maybe it's the Rabbanon, but he doesn't see the Nidbu the Zisser. Lemaisa, we all know that it caught on in our circles not to use an not to use a, a umbrella on Shabbos because 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 anything the Nidbu the said is that they Raisa, you know, Paiskim were afraid. Even if they held it, it wasn't Mamish the Raisa. If the Nidbu says it's the Raisa, you, you know, you, you go easy on it. You're not going to be makele b'shufi to use an umbrella. Now the Chazanish who strongly disagrees with this Neid Buda. The Chaznish in, in our Chaim Simenun Beis strongly disagrees with this Neid Buda. He holds that the Neid Buda is taking it too far and he writes as follows. He says, Kivan shu gof echad, an umbrella is one thing, v'chein derech tashmishay, that's the way to use it, ain't kan oil, it's not oil, etc., etc., fine. It's not taken mana. He says, v'gam av shemil satvei, it's not a problem. He says, v'nik, so then, then, then the, the Chaznish says, as follows, he says, but l'maysa, it's nicker by Ovda Dechal. It seems like it's Ovda Dechal to use it. Begoyrim Pirza causes a Pirza in Hilcha Shabbos. And this is the punchline. He says, hadavar masr He's referring to the Night of Behuda. Even though the Night of Behuda I hold was, was wrong, Kilo, in what he said, it's Asrauts. He says, Harei hadavar masr l'chachamim, ligdar gedeb makam a Pirza. It's the Dover's masr l'chachme adar, to be goyder a Pirza, and to know when to put their foot down and when to say, no, this is, this is the use of the Shabbat. This is much more chamer than an isaprati for one yachid. When a chacham, like the Neidah Behuda says, that it's asr, because I think this is the use of the Shabbat, this is a pirza, which the Neidah strongly felt this is a pirza in Hilchah Shabbos. He, he writes it in his tshuvas, and he revisited it in Drashas Hatzlach. One year in tshuva for Shabbos, Shabbos Shuva, the Chil Shabbos that he addressed to the Kila where they need chizik is in umbrellas. Like he definitely felt it was a pirza in Shemir Shabbos. He says, Hadavar Masr l'chachamim, is a yoyser chachamim yisaprati liyachid, ki zegeder la'am kulei ule dayris. When someone like the Neid Behuda or someone like Kirvazna or whatever makes a, a gather and they say, or Yashiv, you know, or Chaim Kinevsky, whoever signed them that letter and says that something's Asrat, Zilus of the Shabbat, or it's the Pirza Shabbat, he says that's much more Chamer the Chazanish says than a regular Psak. Regular Psak is a halacha Psak. You like it, you don't like it. He says this is something that's a gather, la'am kulei l'deris. So I don't know if you could say that, you know, when something was, was in this Pashit and when the Hetav Ripsham Zaman was certainly in this Pashit. And in other places, they make like it. And, and it's hard to say that there was like a hachra, that it's, that it's us with you, Shabbos elevators. L'chaira in Bnei Brak, there was some sort of hachra like that, that seems to be holding up, that you don't use Shabbos elevators. But other places, it's hard to know if this is a hachra, l'amu, l'deris, like the Chazanish says. But like upon him, the idea that a psak that comes with Shemzilus of the Shabbat, has an incredible chaymer, possibly even more than the regular chaymer of psak in the Shabbos, we certainly find. Now, there's a lot of like... Um, similar psak territory that's relevant to, to America. Um, you know, America, like uh, keeping Shabbos in America in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, before, America, before Shabbos was, was mamish, you know, ensconced. Reb Moshe is full of these type of, like, gedarim, Misham Shabbos. I think maybe, potentially we'll continue that next week. Maybe Reb Moshe's, maybe Shabbos in America. Maybe Shabbos in America. <laughs>